This episode of the unofficial Shopify podcast is brought to you by Zipify and their flagship app, Zipify Pages. Zipify Pages is an e-commerce sales funnel and landing page builder that seamlessly integrates into your Shopify store. Just start with one of a growing list of templates, customize, and go. These templates are created by my friend and eight-figure Shopify store owner, Ezra Firestone. Each template is built with proven conversion elements, but also features a simple drag-and-drop editor, so you could truly make each of these pages your own. You could customize, tweak, test, to create some awesome landing pages and sales funnels. Check out all the details and sign up for the brand new application at Zipify.com. That's Zipify, Z-I-P-I-F-Y.com. Support for the unofficial Shopify podcast comes from our friends at Bold Apps. And if you wholesale your products, that means you probably have them available in brick and mortar stores, local retailers. Well, don't you want to make it as easy as possible for your customers to find those products and find your wholesalers? Probably right now you've got a page on your website with just a list, maybe organized by state. But Bold Apps has a way better way to do it. It's called the Store Locator, and it's a mapping system. Customers can go to a page, enter their zip code, and then find where your products are located. It gives all the details of the location, even driving directions. If you don't have multiple stores, if you have dealers around the country, it's ideal to have this. You can add as many fields to your locations or filters to your customer search. And in the back end, you can see everywhere people search for you, so you know where people want you to be. Check it out. Bold Apps Store Locator. You want to try it for free for two months? Just go to ecommerce-bootcamp.com bold to get started today. Hello and welcome back to the unofficial Shopify podcast. I'm your host, Kurt Elster, recording live from, live I suppose, recording from EtherCycle headquarters outside Chicago. And today, we're talking about audience building, which fundamentally then leads to making more money. And we're always talking about ways to make more money. Um, but, so, uh, a previous guest had said, you know, the, the best time, you know, to, to start an email list is when, <laughs> is either now or when you started your store. You know, there's, you always want to have an email list. And when you're starting from zero with a product, you, know, you don't want to launch to crickets, right? You want to build, build that audience, build that anticipation, and then you want to keep it growing you know, after you've launched the product because you don't want to launch and then have sales dip off. So then you have to keep um, growing that audience and building that word of mouth. So the, the best way to do both of those things um, can often be through referral marketing. And so I've brought a uh, previous guest, David... Uh, Falarmi, how do you say your last name? Yeah, Falarmi, you did it perfectly. Okay, yeah, David Falarmi, um, and he heads up marketing for Referral Candy. It's a Shopify app, gives your store a referral program, and David's background includes making viral Facebook games played by millions. I didn't know that. And he uses yeah. that experience to help e-commerce stores increase their sales with word of mouth. So David, talk to me about how I get, if I'm launching my store, the biggest problem most people have is they're like, yeah, I want to launch it to a list. I don't have a list. What the heck do I do? So everybody thinks that they don't have a following or you have to like start blogging or then you have to do these guest posting things. But the crazy thing is everybody already has a built-in community as long as you have a LinkedIn account. So if you've got a LinkedIn account and let's say you've got even 100 people, 
there's a feature in LinkedIn that allows you to export your contacts and get their email addresses. So technically, you already have a built-in following. You already have uh, people's email addresses. For all intents and purposes, you've got a newsletter. So if you're thinking about launching a store and you don't want to launch the crickets, the first thing you should do is just go look up LinkedIn contact export. What that's going to do is going to teach you how to export all of your LinkedIn contacts, get their email addresses. And then from there, it's a matter of um, putting that into a, a mail merge, mass mail program. So you can use uh, Streak, which is a Gmail plugin. Ooh, you Streak can use is that. good. It's cool. It's yes, good love Streak. Super good. And it's free. So then from there, you've got a free email list um, that you can use to launch your store. All right. Let me let's see. We talked about, uh, you said LinkedIn and Streak CRM. Okay. Talk to me. Um, so for people who don't know, well, I'll tell you, so you, you export everything from, you'd say you've got a hundred people. Actually, I just loaded up my LinkedIn profile. I've got 482 connections in my network. So you're right. Automatically. And I, I really do nothing with my LinkedIn account beyond it exists. And if I know someone and they invite me, I will add them. And now suddenly I'm up to 482 people. So you're right. This, there is a, I've got a, a resource here um, with hundreds of people in it. So I export all those people um, into a spreadsheet, and then I can import those into uh, essentially a mail merge inside Gmail using yeah. Streak CRM, which is a free, it's a free CRM, and it, uh, it's an extension, and it lives in Gmail, right? Yeah. Okay. And so one of the things that I'm anticipating some of your listeners are saying are going to say, David, Kurt, some of these guys, they're not interested in my e-commerce store. I'm going to be spamming them. So one of the ways you, you get around that, and that's a valid concern, is when you send that mass mailing to your LinkedIn connections, you, can, you don't have to say, buy my stuff. You can say, hey, guys, I'm launching a store. Thanks for supporting me or um, being my professional connection. If you know anybody who'd be interested in the store that I'm launching, please let them know. So it's a great way not only to let a lot of people who are warm leads know about your store, but to kickstart uh, word of mouth as well. Because maybe they're not into the, I don't know, the, the, the socks or the posters that you're selling, but they might know somebody. And so that's a great way to get to kickstart something and there's no crickets and you have a, a warm, ready audience right. to okay. your store. No, I, I love this idea, but you're right. I, when you're on LinkedIn, like you may want to prune this list. You know, if, if you don't recognize a name, maybe take that person out. Um, you know, try to keep it more relevant or invite the unsubscribe where you say, hey, you know, this is the, uh, like, this is the only email you're going to get about this. And if you want to know, like, keep following along, keep knowing about it. Here's a link to opt in, you know, to my actual newsletter mm -hmm. might be another way to approach it. Um, yep. And I think I got that trick from, uh, from Nathan Berry in his book, Authority. He says, hey, if you just, you know, start with 10 people, email 10 people, say I'm starting a newsletter, you know, would you opt in and, you know, what, either way, do you know anyone who'd be interested in this? And can you introduce us or forward this? And just starting with that, you know, gets your, your foot in the door where you could start building a list. I know my list yeah. probably started like with 100 or 200 people. And it was, you know, something similar to this where it was past clients. Um, it was, you know, people on LinkedIn and Facebook and friends and family. Um, you know, and now we get several thousand people. And it's a really powerful asset to have. Um, and yeah, well, you know, I have not... The dark truth is I don't use a CRM. I use, I've got Boomerang, and I've got, like, Post-it notes everywhere. And I've <laughs> always been meaning to, to mess with Streak because it, it seems right up my alley. I like Streak a lot. You know what? I'm just going to click Install Streak right now and nice. stop thinking about it. There, I've yeah. installed Streak. <laughs> it's free. It's free. I mean, come on. Yeah, it looks cool. But, yeah, I'm looking at the, the power tools it has. 
Because um, really, like one of the most powerful things I do customer service wise, and you could do this too with customers as a store owner, is just follow up. You know, if someone says, hey, like mm. someone asked me a question or I, you know, say, hey, I want to uh, buy a Facebook sales funnel from you. And then I don't hear from them. It's not because they think, you know, they, they suddenly dropped off the face of the earth. It's everybody's busy. So I think following up is important. That's a bit of a tangent. Sorry. Um, okay. <laughs> so you email people and you say, hey, I'm starting this thing. What do I do then? So from there, if your store is live, then that can be a way for you to kickstart the uh, people starting to actually buy from you. But if you're just getting it launched, if it's a pre-launch or it's not quite ready yet, it's a great way to get feedback. And one of the things we're always thinking about at Referral Candy and getting things um, ready for word of mouth is really refining your positioning. So this early feedback that you get from this pre-launch list or this um, early warm leads list is, can be really valuable because it helps you identify what it is that is special about your store what is word of mouth worthy about your store? So let's say it's, it's that socks thing, right? Is it um, because of the designs that you have? Is it because of the, the licenses that you have? Or because they're really high quality socks? So this helps you refine what it is you're gonna be using once you start to go um, mass market and start to scale things up. All right, so once you've got, you've launched your store, you've, you, know, you use this, this method to get that initial traction in the store and maybe even supercharge it, like turn it into a, a custom audience. But let's say you, you, know, you hustle, 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 and it's like six months later, 12 months later, and now you're finding, all right, you know, we validated, we've got our product market fit, we've got this successful launch. What's a, you know, from there, can I leverage this further? How do I keep going with this, um, you know, with, with this concept, with this word of mouth marketing? So one of the things that we're always looking at is um, if word of mouth is already happening for your store. So a lot of people come to us and they say, okay, you know, I've got this store, it's doing okay, now I want to put a referral program on top of it and really um, get things to go up and to the right. But that's not necessarily the right way to look at it. So the, the, the thing, the criteria that we have is, does your store already get organic word of mouth? Are people already talking about it? And if you are, then putting a referral program on top of that is just going to amplify what you already have. So if that is something, uh, a situation that you find, find yourself in, then a referral program just makes total sense to amplify all the word of mouth um, sales that you're getting. Let's zoom way out here. What is a referral program in the context of Shopify? Sure. So a referral program is, imagine your, let's say, what's a pro, an example that we can all relate to, Nike, right? So you're Nike, and then you go to the website, and then you buy a LeBron James shoe. A referral program would be like, thank you for buying this LeBron James shoe. If you refer a friend to Nike, you'll both get a $10 credit on your next purchase. Is, all right, and that sounds expensive. You know, I'm giving away $10. What's a typical referral program look like? What kind of incentive should I offer? Um, and in broad strokes, what kind of ROI do you see from, should I expect to see from a referral program? So I have to give the answer that everybody hates, and it depends. So yeah. some of our... How much yeah. does a house cost? Well... <laughs> yeah. Um, so we've got uh, some customers at Referral Candy that have really, really high, uh, high ticket items. So like it's in the thousands, and they have like one sale a month. So their business model is going to look very different from somebody who sells a more commoditized product. So in terms of the, the reward you give away, that really depends, but I can give you some examples. So we have a, a Shopify customer called, called Greats. You guys might have seen them around. They're always featured by Shopify, but what, what they do is footwear. So what they do is they incentivize with uh, $10 off your next purchase, and then you get some, some credit as well. So it's it really a, depends on the store, but it doesn't have to break the bank 
for you to make um, a program that drives sales. Right, and I should be looking at it, you know, not as a as you know this quick one-time profit, but more of a a longer term, like what's the total customer lifetime value, and just count, include this referral program as part of my um, my cost of of customer acquisition. Where it's like, yeah, I'm giving the the original customer ten bucks, and they're happy. I'm giving this new customer ten bucks. So really, it's like twenty bucks to acquire this one new customer. And then you know, yep. maybe I broke even on the first purchase. Well, okay, that's kind of like a free plus shipping offer then, where I've broken. I try to break even on it, and then you know I want to make it up on upsells on future purchases. That's right. And then those people are going to refer more people. So essentially, you're building. You know, once we've got you know we've got developed our traction, now we're adding this word of mouth channel, this formal referral program, where we're really formalizing word of mouth marketing. Um, and incentivizing it monetarily, which everybody loves, then we've built um, a flywheel for our marketing, where it's just going to keep building, building speed and keep going on its own. And the cool thing about it is if you have a referral program um, app on your store, is you can see who is making those referrals, and then you get a list of your top influencers, your top advocates, and then you might want to reward them um, even more on top of that so they make even more referrals or they become brand ambassadors for you. So there's a lot of cool things you can do once you get it going as part of your regular sales channels. Oh, talk to me about, so how does this fit in with influencer marketing? So like there's word of mouth marketing, there's influencer marketing, and I see referral programs being used in each. They're, well, they're both, there's a huge overlap. And so some of our customers use us for exactly that reason. So they'll set it up and then they'll find out that there's a top 10 list of advocates, top 10 influencers that disproportionately drive a lot of their word of mouth sales. And so they'll baby those guys, they'll give them white club treatment, you know, send them free stuff, get their feedback on upcoming product releases. So that helps them drive even more word of mouth because now they're getting uh, free blog posts, they're getting uh, Instagram like walkthroughs and stuff like that. So that, it depends on the type of business that you have and the type of uh, customers and how they respond to your product. There's a lot of people who just use it straight up for give 10, get 10. And then um, there's not that influencer relationship. Okay, and what do you, that 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 answers my question. So from a, I'm gonna move toward technical stuff. From a technical standpoint, how does well how does your referral program work in Referral Candy? So I picture it as like someone clicks. I have a referral link that cookies people, and then if they make a purchase in 30 days, they the you know the affiliate gets the credit for it. Yeah, that's exactly it. So okay. we don't actually, we don't cap it at 30 days, but it's, it goes on forever. So we cook you for life. That way we're tracking as many um, referral sales as we can. Gotcha. Cool. Very cool. Um, and then, you know, you've, obviously, you've, you've been involved with a lot of these referral programs. Uh, what are some common beginner mistakes? You know, what should be the things that people av- should avoid doing that you see kind of tanking their, their first referral attempt? I think everybody... Um, when they're ready to sign up for a referral program, they're going to have this beautiful program in their mind that has like different tiers, these different points, you know, refer three friends and get this, refer 10 friends, refer this product and you get this special thing. So I, that, that's all really cool, but the best thing you can do is just make it extremely simple. And the biggest mistake that I see is people overcomplicating it instead of just making it give X, get Y. Over and over, we've seen that to be the top performing type of referral program. So if you think about it, you know, Uber with all their billions of dollars um, to test this kind of stuff, they've come back to a simple, give your friend this and you'll get this in return. And that's it. And yeah. I think that's because, I think it's because uh, it plays into a lot of 
consumer psychology. So the complicated programs where there's a lot of different tiers and a lot of different rewards, that makes sense from a marketer's point of view. But our customers, our, our buyers, they're getting like a thousand emails a day. They're getting 200 emails a day from, from stores that they've shopped at before. So they just don't have the attention to do all these calculations in their head. So the simpler you can make it for them, the easier it's going to be to remember and the more uh, referral sales you're going to get as a result. Oh, no, that makes total sense. I think with all things in business, it's best you know, keep it simple. Go you know, view it as uh, building a minimum viable product. Um, and not only are you going to make your life easier, you're going to make uh, the customer's life easier. Plus, you, rather than build these complicated systems out, you know, why just start simple? Get get your foot in the door. Yeah. And then from like validate it, say, okay, we're getting referrals with the simplest possible thing. And then revi- maybe leave it alone or scale it or revise, you know, but just, just get started. I always say, you know, um, like you, you just want to, you want to stack the bricks um, and build that business. So. Yeah. Is there, um, hmm. all right, so, you know, essentially we're, you know, it said before, we're incentivizing word of mouth marketing. Is there anything else we could do um, to increase the likelihood of people talking about you and your store? There's two things um, that you can do to make sure that, you know, even if you're not using a referral program, these are, are like a referral software, a referral app, you can do these things to get more word of mouth sales. And the first is to just refine your positioning. So this sounds um, very um, you know, touchy-feely, but it makes a huge difference. So everybody has heard of the fast, cheap, and good paradox. Basically, right. there's, you, know, you can only pick two. You can't have all three. Yeah, so fa- if you think yeah. of something... When you're hiring a developer yeah, especially, I've used this one. The cruelty of the, uh, the fast, cheap, and good triangle, uh, you can only pick two sides, right? So if you think about a business like Ikea, so when, when, just when I mention the word Ikea... Fast, cheap, and good. You think it's fast. You think it's cheap. You probably don't think it's very good. I mean, it's you don't go there because it's high-quality furniture that you're going to pass down to your children. I got your, an IKEA dresser that is literally, it is falling apart, and I'm just, <laughs> I don't want to deal with it, but I desperately need to replace it. But indeed, it was yeah. fast and cheap to get. Yeah, so that's, that's exactly why you would refer somebody to IKEA. The positioning is really strong in your mind, right? So same thing with Whole Foods. The fast, cheap, and good. It's definitely not cheap. I mean, it's called whole paycheck for a reason. <laughs> but it's fast. You can easily get high-quality, healthy food there, and it's good, right? Right. So okay, yeah. Think All right. Both, both great examples. Yeah, so just applying that triangle, that fast, cheap, and good triangle to your business. Is your product, is your brand going to be fast and good or good and cheap or um, whatever the third combination is? So just making sure that you know exactly what it is that you're going after is going to go a huge, huge way in making sure that people talk about you because it's simple in their minds. For example, for referral candies, we, when we make that trade-off, fast, cheap, and good, we go with fast and cheap. Now, that's not to say that we're not good. You know, Obviously, we're trying to be as, as good as we can, but we know that when we're getting people to talk about us, we want them to say that it's super easy to set up and it doesn't cost an arm and a leg, right? And it has you know all the features that you need to get it going. But we don't focus on, it has enterprise this, it has, um, you know, bank grade security or crazy stuff like that. We just, if you want referral sales really quick and you don't want to spend an hour and like to do it, then you, you use us. So that's yeah, kind of our, the, our the whole easy thing. way to do it. It's easy mode for referrals. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So that covers the, so, the fast. Yes. So do that for your brand. And you, you don't need a program to do that. Just thinking about the positioning um, is going to go a long way. And once you do have a program set up, a, a referral friend program set up, one of the most common mistakes people make is 
thinking that in order to incentivize customer referrals, that they need to bribe the advocate. So what that means is everybody thinks that um, for me to get referral sales, I have to pay people like a lot of money to tell their friends about the store. So um, everybody's first instinct is, to, okay, you know, I want to get more referral sales, so I'm going to give this guy $20, and that's what's going to get him to share with his friends. But the counterintuitive thing is that it can actually be more effective if you give the benefit to the friend instead of the person who's already your customer. So instead of bribing your advocate to tell the friends about your store, you are giving him social status, you're making him a hero, and that is going to allow him to feel more positive about sharing um, your store to his friends. You know, does that make I, sense? No, it absolutely does. Uh, it's counterintuitive, I think, um, but I've seen it you know, early on. So we've been doing this since 2010 is when we started doing web design. And early on, I said, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pay people a commission for referrals. And when I did that, no one wanted to do it, right? And then when I, and I think because it, it makes it, like it feels, I don't know if it feels sleazy or wrong, but it didn't work as well as when someone said, hey, I've got this friend who needs your help. And I said, oh, yeah, you know, and I would just say something like, uh, yeah, sure, here's like, it, I made it really easy. I said, here's an email template. You just copy and paste to introduce us. And, um, you know, I'll make sure that I, I would just say, I'll make sure I get them the best pricing, something like that. And I don't yeah. even do that anymore. But, you know, that worked much better than saying, all right, I'll pay just you the refer, the, you know, 10%. Yeah, there's a funny psychology at play there, and I saw this even way back when we were making those viral Facebook games. So, um, and that's everybody I wanted was, to, you know, we have a couple minutes uh, left together. And I did want to go back to that. I saw that in the bio where you said you made viral Facebook games played by millions. Whether or not it has anything to do with Shopify stores, I want to hear about that. <laughs> so please go ahead. <laughs> so this is back in the day of like Farmville and you know all those Facebook games, and basically all the game developers at that time were just maxing out all of the channels that Facebook was giving us to try to get more and more installs. Because we kind of knew that this was a limited window. We were, you know, just to be completely fair, we were abusing the system as much as we could because we knew that this was a, a temporary window that was closing. And so everybody was just super aggressive in trying to get people to share uh, game invites to their friends. And so we, were, we had tons of money to test this and, you know, huge teams of engineers trying to A-B test different things. Hmm. And a lot of it came down to social status. The more social status you can give to your advocates, to your brand fans, the more likely they're going to share. So if you make the, your, your fans heroes in the eyes of their friends, um, the more likely it is that you're going to get more people to talk about you. Because you know, $10 is not going to make a huge difference in somebody's life, but if you make them look cool in front of their friends, that's priceless. So the more you can tap into that, uh, the better off you'll be. You're right. That is a good point. I mean, even in buying stuff, like look at, well, so admittedly, I drive a ridiculous expensive sports car. Um, but part of it is because, <laughs> like, and on paper, there are other cars that cost half as much and are just as fast, but they're not flashy, right? And like, I fully admit, I bought, I bought my, my Jaguar because it's flashy. And like that, that's part of it is you're selling, you know, with many of these purchases, you're selling social status. So if you could give people social status as an incentive, like that is a tremendous gift. So what, you know, when we talk about that, do you have any practical examples of, of yeah. how you might make someone look like that hero, give them that, that social status? So one of our best performing customers is a store called Videoblocks or Audioblocks. They're, they're part of the same company, but basically they do like digital media subscriptions. And I love this example because 
uh, for a couple of reasons. One, they have the numbers dialed down so they can do this. And the second is because they're a perfect illustration at this point of give your customers social status. So the referral program goes something like, um, thank you for using our media stock footage uh, website. Here's a referral program. If you give, uh, if you send this link to your friends and they buy from it, they're going to get 90% off our products and you get uh, like $10 um, for every referral you make. So their products are like a, they, they can get potentially uh, like $1,000 off the friend. So it's a huge, huge discount. You can give somebody hundreds and hundreds of dollars off this media stock website and you know the incentive for you is $10. Hmm. Yes, and because of that, so they have the numbers dialed down so they can do that. I'm not saying everybody has to go and make a, an incentive where it's 90% off all your products, but because that they have made the priority social status and not bribes, they continuously see referral programs and their word of mouth sales as a huge part of, uh, of their monthly sales channels breakdown. Yeah, it really sounds, I mean, it's, you're basically saying, hey, you're giving the, the person the ability to go, hey, I know a guy. Like, here, I've got the hookup. And like, it, I get it. It totally works. Yeah. I don't even know anybody who could use that. But whenever I see their program, I'm like thinking like, hey, who could use this? Because I, I could really make somebody's day. I can, I can um, solve somebody's problem at work. And so I, I'm really incentivized to do that because I want to help my friends. And lastly, okay, so David, this has been hugely helpful. You've, you've opened the kimono on, on your on referral programs. Um, you've said it all. Lastly, uh, I, I see in my show notes that you are going to make me, you're going to give me some social status, make me look like a hero. How are you going to do that? So <laughs> people who are listening to this, if you guys go to referralcandy.com, slash Kurt, then you'll get $50 credit for referral candy. So it's a Shopify app, a couple clicks to install, and then you'll be able to get a referral program up and running in no time. And we'll give you a $50 credit to get started. Phenomenal. <laughs> Fantastic. David, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me, Kurt. So to our listeners, however this audio made it into your ears, I hope with headphones, you could find out more about it at unofficialshopfypodcast.com. And if you'd like to be notified whenever we post a new episode goes live, you could sign up for my newsletter at kurtelster.com, and I'll shoot you an email whenever we post a new episode. Thanks, everybody, and we'll be back next week. Our program was produced today by Paul Rita. The unofficial Shopify podcast is distributed by EtherCycle LLC. We'll be back next week with more value bombs for Shopify store owners. If you're looking for more high quality and actionable advice on learning the business of e-commerce, join thousands of other Shopify store owners on our totally free newsletter at eCommerce Bootcamp. That's eCommerce-Bootcamp.com.